Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple in Under 10 Minutes. This is the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing in under 10 minutes. I'm getting really crazy with my hands over here at Vecino, joined as always by my partner, Dan Kruger. See what I did there? I gave myself the nickname this time. I got nothing. You got nothing. You got no nickname today. Yeah, you're just, you're just my partner. Damn, my partner Kruger. <laughs> no, I'm here. I like the hand. Motions for those What's, of uh, crazy with my hands. <laughs> for those of you who are viewing this episode as opposed to just listening, it's uh, it's like an interpretive dance. Really, it's quite impressive. I like to express myself through my fingers. You know, Tony Robbins talks about one of the ways to you know elevate your energy or change your mood is through physical state changes. So sometimes you just gotta get animated to give yourself that extra energy to do whatever the thing is you're doing. And we're on a bit of a podcast marathon right now, so I just needed that little bit of extra, but. We have already blown through roughly two minutes of our 10-minute episode, which is going to make the next eight very difficult to get through today's topic, which is what's the difference between a REIT and a syndication? Mm. So what is a REIT, first of all? Let's let's answer that question. Yes, REIT stands for Real Estate Investment Trust, and it is a uh, publicly traded, typically publicly traded um, vehicle that's available to people uh, that are it's out in the public markets, meaning you can log into Vanguard, uh, Ameritrade, Robinhood, Robinhood any of these uh, brokerages and uh, type in the ticker symbol for a REIT and buy and sell shares just like you would with Apple or Amazon or, or Netflix or good old GameStop. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very liquid. You can trade in and out of it. And uh, it seems like on the surface that it is a real estate investment. However, it's not really. You're buying a piece of a business and that business happens to be in real estate, but you don't get mm-hmm. any of the tax benefits of owning real estate. And that's one of the biggest knocks against REITs. Let's put that aside for now and let's address some of the the pros. Let's build up REITs and, and give them their due. So you mentioned the liquidity. That's a great one. If you only have a hundred bucks, you can go into Robinhood right now and go buy some REITs. Like That's pretty cool. The returns have generally outsized that of the general stock market over the last 60 years. I think the average is 12.87% compared to 11.64. So those are pretty good returns. And at the end of the day, you're investing in like an institutional level investor, somebody who probably knows what they're doing on the real estate front. So those are some of the the pros of going into a REIT. But now let's talk about some of the downsides. The first one I already mentioned was the taxes. Let's unpack that one a bit because it's it's pretty big. Yeah, well, if you listen to um, the recent episode that we did about the five most compelling reasons to invest in real estate, we did a fairly uh, 
deep dive on the tax benefits of a syndication. So if you haven't listened to that, you definitely should. Uh, but in a nutshell, the tax benefits on a multifamily syndication are amazing. The tax liability of investors is going to be uh, quite low to even nothing uh, on those first couple of years where they're getting distributions. It's always going to be different for every investor, and they should really chat with their CPA about specifics. But generally speaking, uh, the flow-through nature of those entities allows those uh, depreciation losses uh, to wash out a lot, if not all, of the uh, distribution um, uh, income, mm -hmm. which makes them very tax advantageous. Now, with a REIT, you don't really get that. Uh, it believe they are taxed uh, depending income, on the baby. hold period based on uh, similar to like a, a stock. So if you buy and sell something within 12 months, it's short-term capital gains. And if uh, you buy, if you hold it for more than 12 months, it's long-term capital gains. Is that accurate, Anthony? The that, that, that is, um, if you, no, it's, it's, it's taxes, ordinary income. And so instead of mm. helping you, like the distributions, so instead of helping you like owning a piece of real estate, it's actually making your tax burden bigger. So that's kind of a bummer. Now that's not to say that like depreciation doesn't occur with inside of a REIT. It just occurs before it ever hits you and yeah. then you get taxed. And so it's like, uh, you don't get that big benefit of owning real estate, which is, is a really big hit. So yeah, that's true. Actually, I forgot that the, on the REITs, those distributions are essentially treated as dividends. So if you owned a share of uh, 3M that sent you a dividend, then that is like the tax rate that you're going to be paying on, on a REIT. Is that accurate? That's exactly right. Yep. And so no matter how you cut it, it's not helping your tax situation. Um, yeah. And so it's that's not the, the worst deal. It's not, but as it's far not. as real estate goes, it's pretty bad. You could do better if yeah. your choices between, and let's, let's, let's be fair. Let's say like, if the difference is you only have $10,000 to put into a REIT, you probably, that's probably not enough to meet the minimum investment threshold on a syndication, which is usually around 50,000. So capital could be a bit of an issue. Access to investing can be a bit of an issue. If you if you want to be able to cash out your investment within the next year, then maybe the REIT's a better choice for you than going into a syndication, which is probably going to lock up your money for five to seven years. But let's talk about the returns now, because you know I already mentioned that over the last uh, 40 years, average return on the REITs has been 12.87%. Now, does that factor in the value of the shares, or is that just the dividends distributed? I don't know exactly how they calculated that. Because one of the issues I have with REITs is the volatility of their share price. They trade yeah, just like a share of stock, like a stock. up and down. So if you bought something and let's say it paid out dividends, just to make it easy, in the first year of 20%, but the price of that share dropped by half over that same mm -hmm. time period. I mean, I'm wondering if that return value that you have there is factoring. If it's taking into consideration the volatility. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good one. I'll look into that. But the volatility is a good thing to point out here because mm -hmm. these assets, because it's so easy to get in and out of, that liquidity is the double-edged sword because everybody else can get in and out of it quickly as well. And so the valuations can be really negatively influenced based off of that or positively influenced if we're talking about GameStop. It's the same theory. But no matter how you cut it at a 12% return, which is solid, let's not get it twisted. That's a pretty good return, but it doesn't really stand up to the returns that are generated in say in apartment syndications. For us to even sniff a deal, it has to hit a 15% IRR, which means the annualized return is probably going to be a point or two higher than that. So it's not uncommon to, in an apartment syndication to see returns north of 20%. And at that rate, you're doubling your money in five years. 
as opposed to at 12.87%, it's about what, eight years? Yeah, that's about an eight-year turnaround time for doubling your money. So it's just like not even comparable. Yeah, and these are all pre-tax dollars we're talking about too. So once you add in that tax liability, that yeah. 12%, I think is what you said for the REITs, probably drops yep. down to more like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said about the syndications, they're going to be much better. So the the delta between the two becomes even greater once you factor in the tax component. Yeah. So those are, I, I think that's enough bagging on REITs. We're not really bagging on them. It's just understanding that we we have conversations sometimes with investors who say, oh, I'm already heavily invested in real estate. But then when you get down to it, they're really invested in REITs. And for us- Which is basically the stock market. Which is basically the stock market. We don't don't count that as real estate because you're not getting any of the big benefits of owning real estate. And so you've really, you've taken all the, the things that are okay about real estate and you've left all the things that make it great off the table, the use of leverage, the use of uh, the tax benefits, uh, the better returns. So those are the differences between REITs and syndications. That's not to say that REITs can't play a part in your portfolio, but it's not a big part of mine. It's not my favorite way of investing. And so- Yeah, if you're going to invest in real estate, invest in real estate. That's what I say. Yeah, get the real stuff. Yeah. Not that that knockoff Louis Vuitton bag. Go get the real stuff. (laughs) I I don't know any of that, man. All right, so that's going to do it for us here at Multifamily Investing Made Simple in under 10 minutes. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.